Welcome back to Navigating Motherhood. I have Kennedy here, and you know, she's a regular on our little podcast. Kennedy, say hey. Hey. I might as well start calling you my little co-host, because when in doubt, if I need somebody, I call you. Yeah, for real. (laughs) Um, So anyway, she just had her third little baby, little baby towns. Super excited to hear her birth story and kind of how life is treating her with a three under, three, two and under, right? Because Gigi is two and a half. Yeah, Gigi is not two and a half yet, so. Oh my three, gosh. Three under two and a half. It is yeah. something. As you take a drink of your beer. <laughs> no, for real. Okay, why don't you just jump in and start from the top with towns? Okay, so if you guys listened to one of the previous episodes, I um, was set to deliver at the birth center in Bloomington, right? So, um, I went to my 38-week appointment. So I I was like 38 and four days pregnant, maybe. Pretty getting close, you know? Pretty pregnant, yeah. Yes, quite. And um, one of the the midwives requested that I get an ultrasound because during my 34-week ultrasound, they were supposed to look and see um, where my placenta was in relation to my C-section scar. And apparently they did not, I don't know what they did, but they didn't, they didn't, they didn't do what they were supposed to do. So they, she requested that I do another one. And so I went back at, um, I think, yeah, I'm looking at my notes here. I went back at 39 and three. And basically if my placenta was too close, yeah, if my placenta was too close to my C-section scar, I would have to deliver in a hospital because um, it was higher risk for hemorrhage or excess bleeding and um, probably higher risk for rupture too. So I went back and what do you know? My placenta was too close to that freaking scar. Literally by not not by very much and it was only on one side so it wasn't the biggest problem i guess but they spoke right. with they spoke with the ob's that they work with and they said like no we don't trust that i guess because two um ob's started the birth center and that's who they communicate with so oh, it's kind of cool. it's kind of like they not that they are like liable but also they have they have to do what's safest for everybody involved so well right and i would want to do what's safest for me yeah exactly so once baby yeah so once they talked that over it was it was probably like 5 p.m at this point so i'm 39 weeks three days pregnant i have been having um i don't even know how to say this word and i say it wrong every time perdermal what does that mean? Like false, oh. like oh, Braxton Hicks. Yes, but more intense. So more intense. Okay. Like it. I'll spell like it. Like pre-labor. Essentially, contractions on and off to where the point my contraction timer on my phone said go to the hospital like several times, but instead I just went to bed. 
and everything was okay. Um, so I was like, well, we need to figure something out because at that appointment, my, the midwife was like, well, we don't know what we're going to do yet. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, figure it out because it could happen at any time. Exactly. So they agreed upon that and that's fine. You know, as whenever we had our meeting after the ultrasound, I had a little meeting with the midwife and she's like, well, this is what's happening. I started bawling because I'm like, they're going to make me have another C-section, you know? Um. Yeah. So then they, they talked to the OB and he was like, no, it's fine. Like we can shoot for a VBAC and, but it needs to be in a hospital. So. Well, as long as they're working hand in hand and knowing like what the mother's like wants for her labor to be like, I'm glad that they're working together. Right. Yes. Yeah. So during that appointment, um, she checked me because I was curious and also, um a membrane sweep because yeah, I got that done too. Yeah, why not? I got it done with Gigi, didn't do anything. However, I did get that done with Gigi at like 38 weeks. Cause I wow. was done. I was dilated and they just did it. Well she asked me and I said yes. So right. not, that's kind of crazy. I know nothing happened. I mean I've heard of people getting it done at like 37 weeks even. Really? I don't know. I don't know. Yes. For why? Although, I feel like most providers won't do it until you're 39 weeks. I mean, yeah, I was I was almost I was 3 days away from 40 weeks and she did it. Right. Um because I was like 4 centimeters dilated, 3 centimeters yeah. dilated. Yeah. So it and just, it did nothing though. Really? Okay. Well, I mean, I started I guess I started labor that next Tuesday. But Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, four days later. Yeah. Okay. Like that, which I was going to go anyway because I was already 40 exactly. weeks in a few so, days. Who knows if it was from your sweep or if it was just your body. Right. right. Anyway. Yeah. So after that sweep, I was really crampy that night and I had like the bloody show. Um, which I had been losing my mucus plug all week. Like, it would come out in pieces. It was Which kind of sucks. Yeah. Oh, I'm like, so, like, the first time, it was, like, a big chunk. And I'm like, awesome. Let's go. And that was, like, I think I was, like, 30, 38 and 7. Or, sorry. <laughs> duh. 38 and 6. Yeah, 38 and 7. So, 39 weeks. Yeah. I was uh, 38 and 6 whenever that happened. But then, yeah, it happened all week. Along with cramping and contractions and everything. Yeah, you but really had a rough go that last week, that, I would say. That last week, for sure. Yeah, so I guess just um, I had the bloody show that night. And then I woke up the next morning. Um, it was October 28th. And um, I got up about 7.45 to go pee. And whenever I sat down on the toilet, my water broke. Um, and I don't know if it was from the sweep or if it was just my body because at that point I was um 39 weeks four days so who knows right and I ignored it I really did I went back and I laid down and I said to myself like okay if I stand up and it comes out again it's actually my water and I knew it was I just wasn't going to do anything really about it because it had 
all of this stuff had been happening for a month. So yeah, and you really haven't had like you weren't having contractions necessarily like to the it point where you thought you're in labor, right? Oh, right. And whenever my contraction or whenever my water broke, uh, whenever I was um, in labor with Gigi, the contractions were horrible. So yeah, I didn't, I didn't think anything of it. I was just like, I'll just wait and see. So I laid down, got back up about 10 minutes later, and it was definitely my water because it started gushing out some more. So then I went back into the bedroom, was chilling some more, and then I told Stan. So it was like 10 or like 15 minutes later, I was like, hey, just to let was you know. 15 my- minutes after the second time? Yeah, I was like, just to let you know, my water broke. I just, I didn't tell him. We were just hanging out, and then I'm like, hey, by the way, this is happening. So. That's super kind of you to do to your husband. Well, it's his own fault because I had been telling him for weeks to pack a bag. And he he had like a pair of underwear and a toothbrush. I'm like, oh okay. my gosh. So at this point, it's honestly not my fault if he, you know. No, you did all you could besides doing it for him. Right. And I wasn't going it, to. No, you have, you're packing for two people. Yeah. No, three. So, yeah. So I called my mom first and I'm like, hey, my water broke. Like, um, give me a minute. Let me like figure what, figure out what we're going to do. And then yeah. I'll text you or whatever. Cause she was going to come stay with the girls. Uh, so then I called the midwife at the birth center cause she told me, hey, you know, once you're in labor, call us first. We'll, we'll collaborate with the hospital, do everything we need to do with a hospital and then you'll be ready to go. That's nice. Especially because you don't really know any of them at the hospital. I I literally knew no one. I, the OB never met him. Didn't even know his name. So whatever. Check the birth certificate. No, no. I know his name now, but I mean like before, before I went in there, I had no idea who he was. Okay. Um, so on the way to the hospital, we ended up leaving, um, like three hours after my water broke, just because the contractions were happening, but it wasn't anything substantial or crazy. So I didn't really, I wasn't in a rush, you know, yeah, that's I, would, I would have waited longer, but my mom was like, you need to go. So I'm like, whatever. And okay, if she mom. listens, <laughs> I was going to say, if she listens to this, she'll be like, well, shut up. I don't sound like that. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm, um, on the way to the hospital, Stan was driving kind of erratic, but I mean, I mean, he's I, got a baby on the way, right? Right. Not erratic, but like I told him, Hey, I don't know how this is going to go. Maybe we should try and hurry up and get there because during right. my, during my first labor with Gigi, after my water broke contractions immediately got intense. So I was yeah. So he blew through a stop sign while he was turning. So like instead of stopping, he just kind of went through and turned to the right. Okay. No one was coming. No one was around except right. except a deputy. Yeah, love that. So he got pulled over. And he <laughs> the deputy goes, "Stop doing that dumb crap." I have this written down. Stop doing that dumb crap. Turn your hazards on and get there safely. 
but before he was he was like so appalled with stan's driving he was he said you're really going to drive to bloomington and i'm like well we're not going to take a private jet <laughs> do you say that no but i was i wish I you would have i just shrugged i wasn't trying to cause any trouble you know but listen it's the perfect excuse because you're pregnant and hormonal and having a baby literally now so yeah. you should have just said it he, but after that he let us go he's like turn on your hazard and drive all the way there blah blah, blah. no we did not we turned the hazards on until he was out of sight because we're not doing that i mean that's so weird also wouldn't that be like a flag to pull you guys over right or something i don't know that's the last I thing i would want to do draw any more attention to myself but whatever i don't know so we ended up getting like so we got to bloomington and um the contractions were not intense it was very like it had been for a month just very normal yeah right um so i'm like let's go to target let's walk around Let's try and like get this going. So Ooh, you should have got a little caffeine. Not enough, not too much, but like a little bit. I know, but I didn't even think about it. I was too like, okay, right. what's gonna happen? And I was not even hungry, which keep that in mind. Okay. I didn't I didn't eat anything. Okay. Uh yeah. So we got Chocker. to so we got to Target and I got out of the car. And as soon as I stood up, literally, it was like Niagara Falls. And I was like, awesome. So I went to the bathroom, changed my pad. Yes, it was literally like pouring out of me, like gushing. It was horrible. Like, it it feels like I pissed myself, but. Did you get it on your clothes? No. I had a, I had a, I had a gigantic pad on, so it's fine. Okay, but still, just in case. that would I know. It felt, it felt like I was going to, like, leak through, but it didn't. So. As I was in Target walking around, I changed my pad twice because it was so, yeah, there was so much. Yeah. Um, and it's and, like a diaper pad, not like a. Yeah, it was. A not diaper, like a little period pad, right? No, not a little freaking panty liner. It was like. <laughs> what it, it was like know, a diaper. Essentially, yes. Um. And so after we left, like after Target, contractions were still not picking up. And I was confused because we were there for like 20 or 30 minutes. Um, so we decided to go to Miller Park, which there's a zoo there. Obviously, it was closed, but we walked around a little bit. Nothing was happening. So we went to a thrift store right by the hospital. Um, I didn't buy anything. I didn't really find anything. That really, you know, grabbed my attention. So we left. And I'm like, whatever, let's just go to the hospital. By this point, it's like 1230. It's like You're one. You're being like super gradual about this? Really calm, collected? Yeah. Honestly, yeah. I'm like, I was I, I'm not really hoping for, but I was expecting it to be a lot more intense very quickly. No, right. Yeah. Because I was... um I don't That's know your experience. I was um, three centimeters dilated at the appointment on Friday, and then the Saturday my water broke. Yeah, so um, I went to I went through the ER because I didn't or the ED, whatever you want to call it. But I didn't have um, they didn't give me directions on what to do. So I'm like, I guess we can go through here. I don't know. So I just told them, hey, water broke, kind of in labor, I guess. So. <laughs> 
they wheeled me up in the wheelchair. I think that's like protocol. I don't know. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Your water's broken, maybe. I guess. I don't know. Yeah, so, they made me carry all my shit by myself and my husband. That's so weird. I A lot of places, they will make you ride. In the wheelchair? It was COVID, so that... I mean, on the way... So on the way out, I rode in a wheelchair with Ellie. Yeah, I did that with Gigi, but not... But not up to my room. The yeah. first time. I don't know. It was weird. Whatever. Um. So they sent me up to the room, and, like, at triage, she was like, Oh, you think your water broke? And I'm like... It did. <laughs> I know it did because yeah. it gushed out so much. So they mm-hmm. tested the so they tested the fluid and got me all set up in the room. And um obviously it tested for amniotic fluid. So yes, my water did break. Um and it took three nurses and five pokes to successfully administer the HEP block, which was just in case I needed antibiotics later on. Um I guess my veins are not great. She's like, your veins are awesome, but whenever we go to do it, they just blow. And I, yes, so, um, and that happened, that's happened before, like, blood just gushes out whenever they try and stick. Yes, it's horrible. Oh my gosh. Um, so they I think I remember the bruises on your arm. Yes. Can you have bruises? Yeah. Yes. But the bruises, whenever I had Gigi, were, like, three times worse. And it it was it was painful from the first time that they tried to do it, but anyway, they got it in. Everything's good, and then um, the doctor came in. First time meeting him, right? Um, and he discussed kind of next steps, what was going to happen, um, and basically he just said, "Since your water broke at eight a.m., I just told him eight a.m. It was probably like seven forty-five, but." Whatever, 8 a.m. He said at 24 hours, you're going to need antibiotics. And then every 12 hours after that. So I'm like, oh, whatever. I'm not going to need antibiotics. I'm definitely going to have the baby before 24 hours. Right. I hope so. Exactly. So uh, he said he was not going to do Pitocin because it would increase the chance of uh, uterine rupture, obviously, like that's the major concern with any VBAC. Like, yeah, that's why a lot of um, OBs will just schedule the repeat C-section. Yeah. Um, but I was fine with that because I did not want Pitocin contractions. No, no, yeah. I will never, ever again, never, yeah. ever again do that. Never. Yeah. Never, but, ever. Yeah. So I was totally fine with that. He was, he knew I was a birth center patient. Obviously they'd been collaborating and stuff. So mm-hmm. he was very like, let's wait it out. Let's just let nature run its course. Great. Kind I love that. Exactly. Kind of just see what happens. And so the nurses check me and I'm still only a three. I was so bummed. Yeah, I was so bummed. So no progression whatsoever. What no. about effacement? Did they say anything about that? Yes, but I don't remember. I know that um, I I was like 70% at my appointment on Friday. So probably still 70. Yes. Okay, that, and that's awesome. Yeah. 70%? I, I, that's why I thought it was going to take like nothing. That's right. why I 
Yes, I know. Yeah. You're like, so, I know. Yeah. No. Wait, time out. Right. One more question, real quick. Uh, yeah. The hospital you went to was in Bloomington, mm. and it was was it Carl? It was Carl. It was Carl. Yes. Yep. Um, okay. Continue. I just want to make sure they knew. Yes, Carl Broman in, I think Bloomington, not normal, right? Yeah, it was Bloomington. Um, I had the option to do OSF, but I don't know. My midwife What's was like, OSF? just another hospital. Mm. Uh, my midwife was like, if it were me and I had a hospital birth, I would do Carl. So I'm like, let's just do Great. Carl. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> so... Stan and I walked miles and miles and miles in the hallway to try and get things to go. And I used a peanut ball and like maneuvered in different positions to try and dilate. And then I used a ball to like bounce on and like do hip circles and stuff to try and freaking yeah. get it. I basically were... go ahead. When you were walking through the hallways, I just remember, like, hearing other people give birth. Did I, you hear anybody else give birth? Uh, no. The only, the only way I could tell other people were there delivering was from epidural carts outside of the room. You couldn't yeah. hear them? I don't think so. Maybe one person. I don't know. Well, maybe the epidural cart hinted the fact that, like... I mean, you'd have less feeling. I'm not right. saying, like, you don't have as much pain in the moment. Right. Okay. I mean, I don't know. I didn't have an epidural. All I know is that I couldn't help but, like, like bear down when I was trying to push because I was in so much pain. Yeah. But I remember walking the hallways, and this lady was giving birth unmedicated as well. And I only know that because Cause the you way she her. was, yeah, her scream. <laughs> She was literally screaming. Yeah. And the nurse, the nurse is like, oh, yours won't be that bad. Right. Hey. Like, okay. I think it will be, but thank you. I'm trying to remember, but I don't. Maybe you're, you were focused. I mean, you're trying to dilate. You were focused. Right. And I was, so. I, yeah, we were talking and stuff. I wasn't. There weren't many people there, to be honest. They're really are nice. Yeah. The, the next day, I'll I'll get to that later. Oh yeah. Um. So we were walking, blah blah blah, and I decided to go to sleep. It was like midnight. I'm like, cool. I've been here half of a day, twelve hours ish. I need to sleep. I need to rest and try and see what we can do. Still haven't and, ate anything. Well, I did. I okay. Were, good. You can't eat anything. I'm like, whatever. So I ate some cake. Um, Stan got a sandwich. I ate some sandwich. I ate a lot. I don't even care. What sue me? Good. What, yeah. No, I no, did not. You should. I did not follow that rule. I was very sneaky about it because the nurses were in and out of my room all the time to try and see like what was going on because they were curious, kind of, you know. Yeah. So I was sleeping with a peanut ball and about like 2 a.m. on the 29th, contractions were pretty consistent and like painful, like actually like not, I don't know, like four. Enough to be like, whoa. Right. Enough, enough to be like, okay, here we go. 
Yeah. So it got my hopes up, but they amounted to nothing, of course. Right. So um, after that, I walked the halls again, did, all, did my rotation, you know, walked the halls, peanut ball, and then yoga ball. And, and sleep. So once it hit the 24-hour mark, um, the after my water broke, the OB came in and he said, hey, you're going to get antibiotics. And he basically told me, um, he said this, but didn't really say it. But essentially, he was hinting at if, if in 12 more hours, um, you don't have any progress. Basically, you're going to have to get a repeat C-section. Um, he basically just said, we're going to reevaluate in 24 hours. So you have yeah. until eight, you have until 8 PM tonight to kind of make something happen. Um, which there, whatever. I mean, yeah, but still. So, and then he said, you'll need another round of antibiotics in 12 hours. So yeah. Um, he said there wasn't really, you know, he said there wasn't really a timeline, but there was. He was that, trying to like not make you stress, but exactly. it still he was stressed trying, you out. Yes, he was trying to, <laughs> he was trying to encourage me more, but also. We appreciate the efforts. Right. But. And after, after my water had been broken for 24 hours, I asked about Pitocin again, because I'm like, honestly, if it needs to be done, let's do it. But again, he said. No, blah, blah, blah. So that's fine. Again, I was fine with it. The fewer in interventions, the better, in my opinion, for me. Yeah. So I was, I was okay with it. So all day, we walked the halls again. I did the different positions on the peanut ball and the exercise ball. And um, nothing. Nothing. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I will. I so will terrible. Say, I will say contractions were, um, at times I could feel them like three minutes apart. Okay. Um, but nothing intense, nothing painful. I could just feel them. Um, so it was happening. It just, right. was, it just wasn't amounting to anything. Right. It was consistent, but like not any more pain. Right. Which I wanted. I wanted it to hurt so I could. No, know, yeah. So I could have like. So I could can take me to my knees. I want to yes, stay out. Yeah. yeah. So like I knew it was going to happen, right? Yes. So it hits. It hits like seven p.m. and I showed like no signs of progress, and I was I was clearly getting discouraged. So yeah, I was like, okay. Let's take a shower and just like get clean. And I was kind of like mentally preparing and trying to just accept that I'd have to have another C-section because I was not making progress. Right. Um, but then I got out of the shower and I looked at the monitor and the monitor was crazy. Like my contractions were nuts after the shower because I think I allowed my body to actually like relax for once yeah. and like took the pressure off of it once I stopped thinking about it so much yeah um and the nurse came in and was like oh my gosh look at your contractions and i'm like yeah i know and she was like i just spoke with ob 
and he's happy. So we're going to keep going. Yay. Yeah. So she checked me and I was five centimeters at this point. So I'm like, oh my God, thank you. Thank you. Literally. So I'm like, Dan, let's go. So we went walking. Let's go. Walk, 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 walk. I tried to, um, I try to carry my phone as much as possible because, um, whenever you go to that health app, it tells you how much you've walked, but I forgot it a lot of the time. I just left it in the room. So I just know it was probably like five miles. Yeah. Um, so we're walking and then some, my phone just fell. Whoops. Whoops. Uh, we would walk and some contractions would come on and it was exciting because they were like, like they were getting more painful, I guess. Yeah. I would stop, breathe through them, keep walking. And we went back to the room and I got in the shower again. Um, I don't know why. I just, I wanted to hang out in the shower, I guess. Since it worked. Yeah. Right. Since it worked the first time to help me dilate, I'm like, well, maybe it'll help. Do it again. Yeah. Wait, so so they gave you uh, antibiotics through your IV? Uh, No, just through the HEPLOC. So it was just like a... Um, they connected it, did what they needed to do. And I just had the, like, um, I just had it there chilling. I didn't have anything connected to me. They were, they were allowed to get that wet. Yes. So I could get that wet. Um, I had a wire, I had a wireless monitor, so I didn't have anything hooked up or nothing. It was just a wireless monitor on my stomach that they could see. And it was actually like a new thing that they had. It just stuck on. And yeah. it was, um, we could wear it in the water? Yes. Yeah. They, they That's awesome. That they got it. Yeah, they said that they had only had it, like, a week. Yeah. And ah. the, only, the only reason why they wanted to monitor me, monitor me so much is because, um, my water had been broken and I was a VBAC. So that's, yeah. I mean, that's, or else they, because, like, at one point it wasn't working in the shower and she's like, eh, you know, we'll, we'll, We'll reevaluate in 10 minutes and try and get it back on you or whatever. Yeah. Right. So I'm on the ball in the shower and stands there and he's um, like running hot water on my back because after I got in the shower, contractions started to intensify and it was um, getting more painful, which I wanted. So I was cool with it. Right. And then I had the comb. The comb. Yeah. If you <laughs> did you the use the comb? Get the comb. <laughs> did you use one? No. Right. Okay. So if Right, you, you suck. I forgot. No. If you're listening and you want to do well, honestly, if you just if you're gonna be in labor, um, a comb is super helpful. Uh, because, like, if you squeeze it, it kind of takes your mind off of the contractions. Yeah. Anyway, it was very helpful. I feel like if I didn't have the comb, I don't know. It would have been hard. I mean, it was hard, but it would have been no. hard. Yes. Um, so That's having, awesome. Yeah, so having the hot water, like, on my back and the comb, it was great. I was just breathing through them. I wasn't, like, nah, you know? Right. And I was listening to um, a podcast, and Stan was just in the shower with me, and it was just chill. We're just chilling. 
Wait, what podcast were you listening to? Remember? I told you. Yeah, but I want everyone else to know, too. Um, Call Her Daddy, and it was the Alex Earl episode. So that's what I was listening to in labor, if you're curious. I love it. <laughs> I tried to listen to music, but I'm like, no, I need something to, like, focus on more, I guess. Yeah. I need a, a right. storyline, you know? I feel like music, you can kind of, like, hear it, but, like, drown it out, you know? And, like, yeah. when someone's talking, you can also do that. But, like, if they have a storyline, you listen, you know? And you, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's a great idea. Um, So I back to that wireless monitor so whenever i was in the water it kept falling off and she was like she said hey i'll come back in 15 minutes and you're gonna have to get out and we're gonna have to put it back on or whatever like no yeah so (laughs) um she put it back on after the 15 minutes or whatever and then um i just stayed out of the shower which fml i should have just stayed in there the whole time right Cause that was awesome. Being in the shower was great. Um, so do they have a good shower, or it was just yeah? I mean, it was big. Okay. It was big, and now that I think had... about it, yeah, I think the labor showers, like the labor delivery room, yeah, showers were better than the postpartum showers because the postpartum showers sucked booty. Like they were, it was the worst shower I've ever had in my entire life. Uh, so you had separate rooms? I had separate rooms. Unfortunately, there was a lot, apparently a lot of people wanted to give birth the week of December, the whatever, 23rd when she was born. And there wasn't, I'm like, I could have went in the low risk room, but they didn't have, there wasn't an option, at least the one in Champaign. And so I had to go from the labor delivery floor to the postpartum and recovery floor. Okay. And so I think I was up there. It's postpartum, but also recovery. So anybody like recovering from a surgery too. Oh. Um, oh. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure. Okay. And the showers, it was terrible. It was it was like this. I don't know, like a freaking. I know I was gonna show you, but they can't. Like um, like maybe like a dollar coin size big shower head, and it oh, didn't come. It didn't, it didn't come down. It stayed up there, and the water pressure was like freaking a dripping faucet. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it was awful. I, I think I'm. Oh, now that you say that, so I delivered Gigi at Carl in Urbana, and now that you say that, I think yeah, I switched rooms too. I delivered in one, and then I had a postpartum room. Yes. Huh. Well, I just, I stayed in one room the whole time. That's wonderful. I will drive for that. Honestly, it was great. I should have stayed in the shower the whole time. It was seriously the greatest. Like some people say water is like the natural epidural. 100% agree. Okay. That's great news. I will say if you want to deliver at Carl in Bloomington, they do have a birthing tub. If that is like your thing, they do. Do they offer it to you? Yeah, well, we'll get to that. Just wait. Okay, Okay, sorry. Uh, I think because I was V-backing, they, is that even a term? V-backing? Is now. Uh, Sure, I feel like that's a thing. So since I was V-backing, I don't know if they let, I don't know. 
I kind of, like, I kind of was asking about it, but I, it wasn't like the forefront of my mind. And I feel like after delivering, I don't think I would have liked it anyway. So spoiler okay. alert. No, I did not use it. Okay. Anyway. Um, yeah. So I got out of the shower and then, yeah, she, I'm trying to think, oh, because of the monitors falling off. Yes. Um, so contractions definitely were intense after I got out of the shower. They were in the shower too, but I was doing such a good job managing them. I didn't really right. like, I didn't think that they were excruciating. Um, so I texted my mom at 10.48 p.m. And I was like, I'm done texting. Like, it's going to happen soon. Bye. Like, I'll I'll keep you updated. Yeah. And the nurse checked me and I was eight centimeters. So I'm like, yeah, it's it's going to happen. It is, yeah. I was like in transition at this point. So like I texted my mom while I was in transition. Like, who, why? <laughs> That's so good of you because my mom was sitting around waiting six from six o'clock to 10 o'clock wondering what's going on. Well, I had been there freaking what? It's true. Two, almost two, two days. Two freaking days. Yeah. So I was so worried about you. Everybody was texting me and I'm like, listen. Oh, I didn't text you on purpose. Did you text me though? No. Okay, good. But no, I mean, obviously people were checking in and stuff. But no. Yeah, that was sweet. Some people were literally like, if they didn't hear from, like, if I didn't reply, they were like, so hello. And I'm like, relax. Like, I'm birthing a child. You'll get an update when you get an update. Like, I'm trying to, like, get in the correct mental headspace. Yeah. I literally looked your mom up on Facebook probably six times, going to message her and being like, hey, I don't want to bother Kennedy, but is she okay? But also, then call your creep. No, um, one of my friends did, which is totally fine. Do it. Oh, but really? You should have. Yes, you should have. Um, I wasn't really updating her that much either, though. Like, I tried to. Yeah. Because she was like, hello. Like, what's going on? <laughs> Why do I do this stupid voice for my mom? <laughs> She's going to be like, I don't sound like that. Yeah, she does not sound like a cartoon character. But anyway... Um, so yeah, I was like eight centimeters and I was like managing it pretty well. And then I got super nauseous because of the pain. And I'm like, Hey, to the nurse, like, Hey, I need like a bag or something. But of course I wasn't like, Hey, I need a bag or something. I was like, Hey, I need a bag or something. Cause I'm going to puke. So she gave me a bag. And then like five minutes later, that bag came in handy. I I only puked I only puked like three times, but like okay, puke. like puke, puke, puke. So it was all it was In one all session, one. like a, yes. yeah, okay. So it was one session, three pukes. If anybody right. was counting, if anybody was counting and wanted to know, um, <laughs> comparing so, for their stories, yeah, yeah. So I feel like um. I was managing the contractions okay, um, like through breathing, breathing, breath work was a huge thing. The comb and counter pressure from like Stan was like pressing on my lower back. So yeah. those three things, breath work, comb, counter pressure, loved them. Great. Yes. Um, so the nurse like kind of set up the squat bar on the bed. So I tried a couple different positions with that, but it sucked. I hated it. 
Not a fan. I'm sure there are yeah. people that loved it. Yeah. There's lots of people that give birth on the squat bar. I, yeah. Well, not for me. It. No, I could not okay. get comfortable. Yeah, that's okay. Um. So then, I've described this position to you before. I like <laughs> where I got comfortable was I was I was like on my knees, hanging over the back of the bed. Nice. Can, can you envision that? If I you like. You know what I'm talking yeah. about, right? Okay. No, yeah. Like so you're over the, like the top of the bed. Correct. So I was like holding on like you're going to fall off a ledge or something. Sure. <laughs> yeah. That's what I imagined. Yeah. Like you're hugging sure. someone from behind. How about that? Is that better? Uh, essentially. Yeah. Yes. You're like, so, no. Anyway. Uh, as soon as I got like in that position, it was comfy and I felt the urge to push. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to freaking crap my pants. Got to, I literally said like, got to poop. Did you not? You did not? No, I didn't. Oh. I mean, we'll, we'll get to that. No, I was like, okay. feels like I got to poop. And they're like, yep. So I started pushing because it, I needed to, obviously. Yeah. You understand like the freaking urge. Yeah, the urge to it's push. Just, yeah. It's there. You got to yep. do it. You got to freaking do it. Um, but the OB was not in the room and the nurse was like trying to tell me like, she didn't say like, don't push, but she was like, let's wait a minute. Kind of to, yeah. That. Cause no, he was not here. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. So, um, <laughs> I was pushing for a little bit and then, um, I think like the last five minutes the OB was in and then I delivered. Oh my well, gosh, that's crazy. Yeah, I know. And what, he's making how much money from that delivery? Just from catching the baby? Yep. I swear, I thought, I literally thought the nurse was going to deliver. They but, have. Yeah, had the baby. And then boom. That was, um yeah, so I texted my mom at 10.48 p.m. And I had him at 11.48 p.m. Right, that's um, crazy. I pushed for 20 minutes-ish, give or take, probably. Uh, maybe 15. I don't know. That's so nice. Um, yeah, it was awesome. I think, uh, while I was pushing, I won't say I was screaming, but I was like loud. Bearing down. Yeah. 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 Bearing down. Yeah. I mean, if people were in the hallway around, they were probably like, yeah, she's screaming, but I don't know. I wouldn't say I was screaming. I was like maybe more like yelling or like low, like yeah. Which what, yeah, you want to make the low noises. It's what helps you. But yeah, yeah. And I feel like yeah, I was gonna say I feel like that helped. Eleven forty eight p.m. Forty eight. Um, he came out like blue. He was literally oh, yeah. blue. He was a Smurf. Yeah. Oh, so I was oh. pushing in the position, hanging over the bed, and I'm oh, like, yes. Eh. Let's try something else. So I willingly was on my back. You know how everybody's like, don't push on your back. I wanted to because I, I don't know. It was comfortable. And that's how he came out. So, yeah, it's all, it's all preference. But I did have the option to push in other positions, which was nice. So that was nice. Yeah. Um, while I was while I was in transition, um, the nurse was like. 
His name was uh, Joseph Santiago. She was like, Santiago doesn't want you to get an epidural because, I don't know, they don't, he doesn't want your labor to stall. And I'm like, well, I didn't want one anyway, so cool. Did, I you, guess. did you, tell that you didn't want one? Huh? Did you ever tell them that you didn't want one? Yeah, yes. They knew I was a birth center patient, so they knew I was, like, trying for nothing. But she gets weird, but... He, I think they, I think they were just like, well, if she changes her mind, sort of thing. You can't. But I think, honestly, even if I wanted one, there was no time, so... Yeah. No, absolutely and not. After I sent that text to my mom, so, like, 11 p.m., I was like, can we use the tub? Like, is a tub a thing? Is a tub an option? And the nurse was like, yeah, I know. The nurse was like, no, like, it's, come on. You're literally going to have a baby in two minutes. So, no. <laughs> you're almost there. You're fine. Yes, you can do yes. it. Yeah. So, yeah. That, I mean, whatever. And like I said, I don't think I would have liked it anyway, because I like to move around and stuff. So, yeah. Oh, he came out blue. Yeah. So, he needed yes, a little smurf. He needed pap for a while, but not like super long. So do they cut the cord quick because of yes. it? Yes. So really too. Yeah. Yeah. Which I mean, gotta do what oh, you gotta do. Absolutely. So. Yes. But yeah, it was awesome and I highly recommend that experience. How big was he? How long was he? Uh seven pounds, thirteen ounces. Which oh, wow. My daughter was my first daughter was six pounds thirteen ounces. Second daughter was six pounds nine ounces. So, he's technically big for you. A big for me, yes, yeah. And I posted on Facebook like, "Guess how much he weighed? He was big for me." And people were like, nine pounds." And I'm like, "No, big for me." Uh, I know. I'm like, "Come on, no, <laughs> nine pounds. No, thank yeah. you." I'm like, "No." Yeah, my friend's baby was like. Nine, nine and a half pounds or something. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But she That's was overdue. Terrible. She was overdue. So, oh. I mean, yeah. She got an extra week to cook. Apparently. Oh my gosh. Yeah, that was it. It was great. So, you are happy with this third one? Yeah. And I because think. Because I know. Go ahead. Uh, I think. I think. Even though I didn't, like, give birth in the birth center, I still got everything I wanted, so... Yeah. Not mad about it. So I guess, like, yeah, I had negative, like, connotations with the hospital birth, but I guess now I don't. If, <laughs> if they're on board with your plan, I guess. Yeah. And oh, I mean, yeah. like, uh, I don't think... There aren't many providers who will support a VBAC, let alone a VBAC 12 months apart. So, uh, yeah, you're super lucky that somebody let you do that. Yeah, I know. Let you. Yep. I mean, that's awesome. That sounds yeah. like you finally got a birth that you're like happy with. Yeah. Yeah. Which is great. I mean, not, I mean, any, all births are successful when the baby ends up. Right. Out healthy, alive, and mom's out, or mom's out. Mom's healthy and alive as well. Like everything, it's a successful birth if you, it's all successful, whether it's a C section, vaginal, whatever. So, but it's nice that you were able to get a few things that you didn't get the first two times of how you wanted to do it and the freedom to do it the way you want to. 
um, for the most part. Exactly. And like all of, there's so many times they could have been like, you have to have a C-section now, or mm, you have to stay in the bed because if you're, you're a V-back and your water broke, there's so many times they could have really put restrictions on you. Yeah. Um, but instead they let, they let to, they let you like, they just monitored you and they let you do what you want to do. And all in all, that made you less stressed. Yeah. And it was just healthy. And that's really great that you were able to do that in a hospital setting. It's great that you, that you could do that. I just think, like, why won't they, like, why can't that happen for everyone? Yeah. I just. Well, not, you know what, you were asking for certain things, right? I mean, you knew what to ask for. Yeah. I was going to say, if you go in, like, kind of knowing, instead of going in blind, then that can, that can be good and bad, I guess. But. Um, yeah, I feel like more good can come of it. I think, yeah. Bad. For me this time, yeah, it was good. So that was nice. I had a good time. I told Stan, um, I was like, I was like, yeah, I would do that again, but like not tomorrow, but like again, like it wasn't, it honestly wasn't as bad as my um, medicated induction or yeah, medicated induction. It was a lot, Great. it wasn't I, like, I keep saying easy. It was a lot easier than what I thought it would be. Well, I feel like with that, that Pitocin and that Cervidel is just so, it just brings everything on so hard and fast that like, it's terrible. It's, it's, it's literally the worst. And that's why people get epidurals because it freaking hurts so bad and you can't even meditate through it because it's fast. It's not like you're having hard, hard contractions really close together for a long period of time. Like, yeah. at least, like, your body will gradually, like you were saying, your body gradually got, it got harder and harder and harder. Yeah. And so when you can brace yourself for it, mentally, you can get through it better. Yeah, so. I mean, I can't wait to do it without Pitocin next time. I just can't wait. I think, um, I think my, the induction, they came, they came so quickly, so close together, I got no breaks. And it was yeah. like, it was like instant pain. But with this, it was like gradual and it wasn't as painful toward the end. I don't know. Yeah. I think like the last hour was like pain. That's it. So that it was, was like, that a, was like pain. a 10. I would nine. Pain. Yeah. And people describe the ring of fire. No, I did not feel that. That's great. Well, you pushed in 20 minutes. So. It's not like he was sitting there very long. I know. I feel like, like I feel like I my crotch was on fire Dang. forever. Dang, that sucks. Forever, forever, forever. <laughs> well, you pushed for like a year, so literally, like I think she popped out a year old for sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Happy birthday, year one. Because <laughs> she took four freaking ever. Actually. You actually labored technically longer. Right? Oh my like, god! It was I it just was pushed cool. forever. Yeah. yeah. Plus the whole month of contractions. Yeah. I know, but like from water oh, breaking, yeah. from water breaking to delivering was forty hours, which is insane. Like, how tired were you? Were you delusional? A little delulu? No, zero delulu. That's good. oh my gosh! I would have been <laughs> literally. <laughs> it was probably gonna admit me to three west at that point. 
No, I, I mean, like I said, the last hour was the only pain really. So, and like Stan after was like, you weren't even in pain in the shower. That's awesome. And I'm like, well, I was, but I I was meditating. Yes. I was managing it so well and call her daddy was playing. So I was focused. Right. (laughs) He's like, yeah, that looked easy, babe. It's like, okay. I know. You try it, honey. You get to give birth to the next one. So I didn't poop, if anyone was curious. Did you? Nope. Nice. Zero poop. I was shocked. No, I didn't poop. Um, Really thought I did or was going to. And I didn't. It feels like you're literally just taking a gigantic poop. And I was trying to describe contractions like labor contraction or active labor contractions to one of my friends who's pregnant and I'm like it just feels like you have to like take a gigantic poop right yeah and it hurt like oh my gosh if I don't poop this out right now it's gonna come through my stomach yes yes like you have to take a bad one yes and no I even asked the nurse afterwards like hey did I poop I'm just curious like I know you guys take care of it super quick so that we don't know but like I wouldn't be embarrassed I just want to know Right. And she said no. And obviously I wasn't embarrassed because I was literally like butt naked almost the entire time giving birth. That's like I felt like more, I don't know, I guess it's normal, but like I felt like other people have these like birthing gowns and I'm wearing like, like I, even the freaking hospital gowns hanging off of me. Like you can see everything. Like the, they saw my entire naked body. I mean, I. I brought, okay, so I had the hospital on, the hospital one on for a while, um, but then after I got out of the shower for the last time, I put my own on, but I was, it was so sweaty and so gross, I just threw it away, like, it's honestly, um, it's honestly a waste of money, so if you're like, oh, I'm gonna buy a cute birthing gown, blah, blah, don't, it's stupid, don't. I'm gonna get it nasty, yeah. Yeah, it's dumb, don't. But, um, I mean, yeah, it was comfortable, but it, I mean, who cares? Yeah, in the moment, you don't care. Now, thinking back, I mean, I am a little embarrassed. My entire body was naked in front of all those people. But, like, in the moment, I'm not thinking twice about it. They see that all the time. And, oh, after, after I gave birth, I had to pee. So, like, one hour later, I get up to go pee, and the nurse runs in and, like, is angry with me she's like you were supposed to not really but she was like you were supposed to tell me whenever you had to uh go pee blah blah blah. i'm like cool and i'm naked nothing on i'm just standing there yeah i don't know sorry sorry to that nurse honestly she she clocked in at seven and you know she didn't know what was about to go down she got all of it puke i'm naked it ain't cute. That's how and- my, yeah, that happened to my nurse too, because I gave birth at 10 15 and she clocked in at seven. So, yeah. yeah. Yes. She got seven, the whole yeah. thing. Yeah. Yep. And I remember she walking, she, her walking in and was just like, my name is Heather and I'm going to be your nurse for the evening. I'm like, great, do what she's doing. Don't talk to me. <laughs> I remember you saying that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I probably did already say it on here, but since I was there, since I was at the hospital for like seven years, uh, I had met her before. Yeah, because she was there the night before, so I. Knew oh my her. gosh! Yeah. yeah, nice. 
I know. It was so nice. Like, I had... How often um, does she get to see the start and the end of something? You know, I don't know. And I think everybody... I had a lot of nurses in the room because they were very curious about... Because I had been there 40 freaking hours. They were all curious about when I was actually going to... Right. They're probably taking bets in the lounge. No kidding. Probably. And, like, my day nurse... My day nurse, I had her uh, both days, like, Saturday and Sunday. And then, like, she left. And then, like, literally, of course, that night I had the big... And yeah, she only works once a week. So, technically, Saturday was her one day. And then Sunday was her one day. Oh. So, she, I mean, maybe they texted her. Because we vibed. But maybe, like, they vibed with everyone. Yeah. I feel like... Yeah. They have to, you know? But some of the nurses, not vibing, you know? There were some that were. Some of them were very quiet and didn't really talk a lot. Which is kind of nice. They're maybe trying to figure out, like, does she want me to come in here and blab? Or does she rather me, like, just be seen and not heard? Like, that's kind of, like, a hard thing to figure that out. I've noticed. And you're kind of, like, not, not, like, you're just a little bit... You're dry, and so, like, they might not know how to take you. You know what I mean? Yeah, true. I also think um, the older, ner- like, older nurses, not even old, like, I would say 40-plus, are more willing to vibe. The younger nurses, in my opinion, or experience, kind of did what they needed to do and dipped. Which is also fine. Like, you're just doing your job. That's all right. Yeah. We'll have to have you back to talk about, like... Well, I'm going to ask somebody. I know I keep telling you this. I have someone in mind to ask. But you know, moms of multiples, we have like you guys have a hard time getting away. You have a hard time, you know, you can't you have a, you have a hard time helping or helping someone else out because you're literally like drowning with all these children, you know? <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, um I always feel I feel a little like hesitant to ask, but I have one mom that has four kids under 4, 4 and under, I guess. And I think she'd be great to have on. So hopefully maybe you can join then and kind of just talk about how you're handling these three, two and a half and younger, and, you know, maybe get some tips from her and you can give some tips that have helped you, you know, just kind of a back and forth banter. Yeah, that'd be nice. Okay. That'd be interesting to see kind so of because I only know one other person that has, um, well, maybe two. Three under three. But it, it would be nice to know more because maybe I need to freaking message some of these people like, hey, what do you do in this circumstance? Because it's the hardest thing I've ever done. Yeah. 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 Well, you're doing a great job. Thanks. I cry yeah. a lot. Oh. Dang it. Well, you're also postpartum, so that does not help, period. True. True. Um, but dang it. Crying's good. It's healthy. You're like, dang it. I wanted to end on a positive note. No, I real. We need to be real. It's fine. I'm sorry that you cry often. Do you have, <laughs> do you have, um, outlets that help you uh, right now? No, I mean, my, I mean, my dad comes to help me and that's nice. My grandma yeah. will, help. my mom will help. So having a second second hand second set of hands. That's what's most useful to okay. me. Yes. Yep. But some of my friends are like not and this isn't saying you, for example, but like they'll be like, Hey, 
I'll come over. And I'm like, okay, but like adding another kid into it just kind of makes it even more chaotic. Yeah. No, oh, right. But I get I, it. Let's meet in a neutral zone, like the library. I don't know. Yeah. But also, then you're like, someone's coming into your house. So even though, like, you know they get it, there's just, you have some friends where they can come into the war zone, and then you have other friends that you want to have a clean house for. It just is what it is. Right. Yeah. And so, like, I keep telling you, like, if you come to my house, you're going to feel really good about your house. (laughs) (laughs) Because mine is a war zone. Well, I pick up about eight times a day because I'm anal, but... I don't know. That's probably something. What keeps you saying though, right? No, I don't know. Like, oh. I feel like I wish I was like more relaxed in that aspect, and like wasn't so like, hey, I need to do this. I need to do this like now. I don't know. You probably do need to relax a little. Probably. That. Cool. <laughs> also, the when it picked up, it makes you feel good. So you're in like a. a tough- I like it. Yes, like a clean space. So, like, whenever they're napping, the girls, because the girls are on a schedule-ish, they nap together. I pick up, and it's great. It's like a clean slate. Yeah. And then they wake up, and then um, it gets trashed again. But whatever. For, like, two hours, one hour, clean, and I'm happy. (laughs) Good. And then Stan's home at, like, Four, right? Ish. Yeah. Yep. So then he can go through real quick and pick up just a few things. It's not like your house is huge, you know? I live in a Dan, if you're listening, do that for your wife. She'd love you for it. You said my house isn't big? Compared to what? I'm kidding. Yes, I know. It's very small. It's like, (laughs) sorry. I feel bad now. No, I understand I live in a shoebox, and, um, yeah. Well, that's the bright side, is that, well, it gets dirty, like, it gets it gets messy quick, so that okay. is the downfall, but you can clean it up quick, too. Okay, we need to wrap this up, because we just, we're going on tangents now, so. Yeah. Do you have anything else you want to say about the birth of towns? Um, no, I feel like that's about it. It was a good time. I mean, yeah, would would I have liked it to go quicker? Yeah, but I'll live with it. Oh, yes. One last thing, and we have to end on this note. Okay? Okay. So I gave birth on the 29th, just before midnight, right? So they were like, okay, um, we're not going to release you 24 hours after because yeah. it, would be, it would be midnight. Like, just stay another night, whatever. I'm like, cool, thinking about that bill. Awesome. Great. And, you know. (laughs) Yeah, for real. So I wake up at 7 a.m. on Halloween. And uh, somebody's knocking on the door. I just think it's a nurse. Going to take some blood. And going to go do a thing. No. For discharge, yeah. It was the OB. And he was dressed as Lord Farquaad from Shrek. Because it was Halloween. And he's like, how's it going? And I'm just laughing. And he's not short. He's tall. So, I don't... It was funny. I'm like, why is this your costume? Yeah. How much is he tall? It was funny. So, there's Dude, that. like, let's make these um, postpartum moms laugh instead of cry. Yeah, he just came in, like, finger guns. And I'm like, no. hello? 
Yeah, I know. I'm like, what is happening? That's so fun, though. Oh, yeah. I love that. That is a great note to end on because it's so positive and funny. Right. It's a good, good time. We we hit it all on this podcast, man. We get into our feelings and then we also laugh. Yep. Well, thank you for coming on. Of course. Totally all these things. Yeah. You know, and I love that about you. Um, I appreciate you giving giving up time, your precious time. And there's not a lot of time that you get alone, you know? Yeah, I don't. So I'm really, I appreciate your spending your some alone time with us. Of course. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.